Social and emotional learning has been in the news so much during this past school year. And during the summertime, we as individual teachers get to figure out what does that mean for us. Maybe you are a teacher who's diving into SEL because you never heard of it until recently when you were watching a TikTok video or maybe you started following me and you realized Monica is an SEL classroom teacher. And so you want so much more because you know that this matters for kids. Maybe this summer you're frustrated because your state or your district has put this almost ban on SEL. Well, here's what I have to say about that. Social and emotional learning has a massive miscommunication issue right now. Because what is social and emotional learning? It is preparing kids for life, college, and career readiness. That's what it is. I think unfortunately it's gotten a bad reputation, but the good news is, is we as teachers are naturally implementing so much SEL in our day-to-day basis. Some schools, some districts are saying, we need this so much, we're gonna dedicate 15 minutes in the morning or 20 minutes in the afternoon or hell, we're gonna have an entire 45 to 50 minute class period, just like we would math or English, we're gonna do that with SEL. And that's what I do on a daily basis with sixth graders through 12th graders. Well, wherever you fall on this spectrum of SEL, know that this summer, right here, right now, I am going to give you two SEL and relationship building ideas that are so simple and perfect for your classroom. This is going to get your summer juices flowing. Your heart is going to explode with these ideas because we're going to realize that SEL isn't like one more thing. Oh, no, friends. It's the thing that truly does have the power to change everything. So let's get rolling on this original recording. Recently, I posted a tweet that was about creating dynamic SEL. And here's what I said. I said, if you want to create insanely dynamic social emotional learning time for your students, remember that social and emotional learning for kids is created when adults find the right balance between leading and listening. And there is a big difference between the two. I seriously think that. I think sometimes we overcomplicate things and SEL is one of them. I think sometimes we want an easy way out and SEL is an area where that happens. I think sometimes we put things on the back burner and truly SEL might still be sitting there. But there's good news. SEL, social emotional learning, doesn't have to be, quote, one more thing added to our teacher plate. I think it can really be dynamic. And I think that happens when we as teachers find the balance between leading SEL and just listening while SEL naturally unfolds in our classroom. And that is what this episode is all about. How can we get SEL to naturally happen in our classroom? Whether we have elementary students, middle school or high school students, what is awesome is the best lessons are already in the room. Our job as teachers is just to figure out how we can captivate that audience 
which is our students, and capture what they need to talk about in their hearts and heads. I am so excited to dive into this episode because I think you are going to see an entirely new side of social emotional learning. Before we do that, I want to leave a quick shout out to the listener of the week, Science by CJ. This listener left a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app and said, fantastic podcaster. I found Monica's show a couple of months ago, and I love listening to her because she has so much energy. In addition to the energy, Monica keeps it real. The podcast aligns with how this year has been going, and I look forward to each episode. Science by CJ, thank you so much for that shout out. Whether you are a science teacher, a math teacher, a second grade teacher, a high school teacher, an art teacher, or maybe a school counselor, be prepared to be mind blown in this episode. There is awesome in every single school day. the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. If we're going to find the balance between leading and listening, then I think we have to understand the difference between getting kids to communicate and starting that conversation. And then once we have them talking, how to stretch that even more. But sometimes as teachers, what we need are the ideas that are going to get us there. Maybe you are a classroom teacher who does morning meeting, you have an advisory, you have a homeroom, and you just need ways to start the conversation. Like your kids just are quiet and you, you try to dig into that, that morning meeting or that advisory time and they just stare at you. And you're like, crap, guys, like, come on, raise your hand. Surely somebody's got something to say, right? And we get frustrated because we just need them to talk. Like we need them to say anything. Well, one of my most favorite ways to do that is to take a toy and turn it into a tool. Here's what I mean by that. Classic toy, classic. It's been around for years. The magic eight ball right? That majestic black sphere that is filled with this interesting liquid, but it has a dice on the inside. And you ask it a question and then you shake it and that dice appears on the top. As the bubbles clear, you, he you see things like 
ask again later, or my sources say no. See, the thing is, oftentimes our kids are resisting us. And so instead of talking to us, we need them to talk to something. And I know it's crazy, but I need you to trust me on this. Kids will talk to toys. This happens over and over and over again in centuries, right? Like our our younger students will talk to their baby dolls. Our older students will talk to the toy, also known as the cell phone, right? Like we just need to have that catalyst and a magic eight ball is that. In fact, I talk a lot about this in my TED talk that I gave a few years back called How Starbucks Could Save Education. You see, people go to coffee shops, not just for the coffee, but they also go there for the camaraderie. They go there for the conversation. And I think kids come into our classrooms for the same reason. They come there for the classroom camaraderie. They come there for the conversation with their friends. But a classroom is not a coffee shop. But if we add something that kids are into, like a majestic toy, like the magic eight ball, maybe they will start talking. Maybe in order to get them to to, to have the ball rolling, to start the conversation, you hold the magic eight ball in your hand on a Monday morning and you say, instead of saying, hey, how was your weekend? And they're like, it was fine. We didn't really do anything. We played video games till four in the morning, right? All of those things that we hear every single week. What if instead of saying, hey, how was your weekend? We held up the magic eight ball in the air and we said, hey, does anybody have a question for the magic eight ball? I know that that sounds so simple, but regardless of the age of your kids, that is going to hit differently. It's just going to. They're going to ask questions like, am I ever going to beat Alec in like Fortnite? I don't, Fortnite's not even cool anymore. Like I'm not, I'm not being cool right now because I don't know what the hot video game is. But I know if I ask my students to ask the Magic 8-Ball a question, they'll tell me what the hot video game is right now. They will start bringing the questions to us because by holding that magic eight ball, it's no longer about me chatting with my teacher. It's about playing a game. It's about being involved in an activity. And here's the thing. This magic eight ball is not ever about the questions that students ask. I want to say that again. This game, this communication tool that the kids see as a toy is never about the questions that students ask. It is about the questions that we as teachers ask afterwards. What I mean by that is if a student were to ask a fairly in-depth, intense question, Like, are my parents going to ever stop fighting? That is not something that we should ask the magic eight ball. Because if we shake the magic eight ball to that and it says no, we have put the student in a really bad, potentially unrealistic situation. What we do in that moment is we stop. We put the magic eight ball down 
and we ask the student, do you want to talk about it? These are the moments that we as teachers hope for in a situation like this. This is the purpose of morning meeting. This is the purpose of advisory. You see, oftentimes kids aren't going to ask those super in-depth questions. They're going to want to know if the cafeteria is going to actually have corn dogs because it says it's supposed to be corn dogs on the lunch menu. But last time they said we were having corn dogs, they lied. So they're going to ask questions like, are we really having corn dogs or are they lying? And you should shake the magic eight ball on that. And if it says, yes, you are, and the kids come in on Tuesday morning and they're like, that thing lied. We had nachos. We didn't have corn dogs. Well, then there's a whole conversation. You just literally created the conversation for your next morning meeting, for your next advisory time to talk about sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes mistakes happen. Sometimes things don't go according to plan. Holy crap. Do you guys see how this works? Using the magic eight ball as a catalyst literally creates more opportunities. It is a ripple effect. If a student comes in with a next level question, let's go up a level. Let's not talk about lunch. Let's talk about basketball tryouts. A student says, am I going to make the basketball team? Before we ever shake the magic eight ball, if we even do in this situation, because that is, that's not something you want to leave up to chance, depending on the age of students. But if they ask that question, what if we, again, as teachers, ask the correct questions afterwards? Like, well, have you been working hard? Did you practice a lot on the court over this summer? Are your grades good enough for you to even be trying out? Right? Like there is a ripple effect of questions that we get to ask as teachers once they have presented the topic. This is not a toy to us. This is a topic generator to us. I hope you guys see how dynamic the power of the Magic 8-Ball is. And if you are concerned like, oh, I don't know if this is a good thing. I teach in a Christian school or maybe you teach in a conservative community. And just the concept of a magic eight ball feels a little too edgy. It feels a little too majestic. Well, then it doesn't have to be a magic eight ball. It can be one of those dry erase dice from the dollar trees. And you put yes or no or maybe or what do you think on a dry erase dice. And you call it a discussion dice, right? Like literally the exact same thing, but you're stripping away the magic of the magic eight ball. This is not about the eight ball. This is not about a dry erase dice. This is about dynamic SEL. And if we want to dig in with kids, we have to create conversation and if kids are not going to create the conversations for us, then it is our job to do the digging. And I think the digging can be freaking dynamic when you use one of these tools that kids see as toys. I don't want just Monday mornings to be dynamic SEL for you because you're doing magic eight ball. 
We know if we were to do this magic eight ball strategy every single day of the entire year, it would lose its luster. It would lose its excitement. And that's exactly why I created a 180 day game plan for your entire year of advisory time, homeroom time, morning meeting, small group. It is literally called 180 days of awesome SEL. And that's exactly what it is. It is 180 days worth of engaging, authentic, new, incredibly fun, and dynamic SEL lessons for your students. People often ask, as an SEL advisory teacher, what do I use? What curriculum do I use? What subscription or series do I use? And the answer is none of them. I don't use a single one of them that's on the market because I want to have authentic conversations, authentic relationships with my students. So I created my very own. And now this is being used by hundreds of teachers from around the world who are loving it. It's only been on the market for a short while and I wanna share it with you. If you are looking for the thing that could be the thing that changes everything, what? 180 days of awesome SEL could be your answer. You can check it out in the link for the show notes, or you can check it out directly on my website at monicagenta.com slash 180SEL. Again, I'll link that directly in the show notes or check out monicagenta.com slash 180SEL. I want this year to be awesome every single day. And I want you to enjoy digging into social emotional learning with your students. So we talked about how the magic eight ball can be a really great conversation starter, right? It can trigger a lot of things and you can really get the conversation stretched. But I want to give another idea that is going to connect to our students' interests skills, strengths, ages, and what's also hot in society. So last year was the very first year that I had ever even attempted this strategy, and it totally worked. And it all started when my students were super, super fired up about green bean casserole. Yep, I'm serious. That's This is how the whole idea was born. It was born over green bean casserole. Because I had a couple of students who were arguing what was the best side dish at Thanksgiving. Was it green bean casserole or was it mashed potatoes? And my class was split. I had a bunch of passionate seventh graders arguing about which was better. And these kids who don't normally say a whole lot were saying a lot. These kids who are normally pretty reserved and pretty timid were getting passionate about potatoes. And I thought, how can I leverage this? to create awesome SEL lessons. And maybe that's a tip within a tip. When kids are getting passionate about something, our job as a morning meeting, advisory, homeroom, or just a teacher in general, our job is to take that and figure out how can I leverage that for learning. So I took this concept and I created a bracket. I created a bracket to figure out what is the number one best 
plates at a Thanksgiving feast, according to my students? Was it turkey or was it ham? Was it green bean casserole or was it potatoes? Was it pecan pie or was it apple pie? Was it hot chocolate or was it cider? And all the kids voted. We had this awesome debate. Everyone's opinions were heard. And by the end of it, my third hour family had the perfect Thanksgiving plates that was created by votes. It was created by conversation. We listened to each other. We heard different people's perspectives. We heard different recipes. We heard about family tradition. All of these stories and emotions and feelings just poured out into the classroom. And it was over a meal. And I thought, man, if it works like that for Thanksgiving feast, couldn't it also work for other topics? Could it work for what's the best career for me? Could it work for something like what holiday is most important to me? Could it work for simple things like favorite color or favorite brand of clothing? Could it work for favorite popcorn, right? Like this worked for any single topic. So I started creating brackets just like they do during March Madness. But I was using conversations and topics that I knew my students were passionate about. I used, oh man, this one was so good. I used social media apps and the conversation and the the things that I learned about from from how their parents respond to social media and what times of of rules are set up for technology in their household and what is appropriate to post and how much time are you spending all because we were saying, hey, what's better, Snapchat or TikTok? And kids are like, oh God, I can't believe I have to choose one of those. And I'm like, sorry, you do. See, the whole point to this battle bracket thing is stretching conversation. Taking things that we know our kids love and leveraging it for lessons. Can we put that on a teacher t-shirt? I mean, come on. I'll say it again. Taking what our kids love and leveraging it for lessons. That creates dynamic SEL. And that helps to create this balance between leading and listening. I got so into the battle brackets and my students got so into the battle brackets that I ended up creating 20 of them to use throughout the last school year and into this coming school year right now. Like these are ones that I'm using in my classroom right now. And I actually uh, also generated dynamic discussion questions. I package those all together and um, I sell those for a super affordable price. If you like this idea and you're like, ain't nobody got time for building brackets or I wouldn't even know what questions to ask, then I've already done the hard work for you and I'll actually put that link in the show notes so you can check check it out or you can go to bit.ly slash battle brackets. They're also available on my website, but check out the show notes if you're like, I need to see these and I just... I'm just going to buy them and I'm going to use these as something to do for morning meeting and try them out. Super affordable. You're going to love it and your students are going to love them as well. And those are the two dynamic ideas. I said at the beginning, but I said that sometimes SEL is overcomplicated. 
we make it harder than what it needs to be. And because of that, sometimes we put it on the back burner because we say like, we've got too many other things to take care of. We've got too many other things that are just energy and time vampires for our teacher life. But I think we've understood over the past couple of years that education is changing. And SEL, social emotional learning, morning meeting, advisory, homeroom, I don't care what the hell you call it. What it is is building insanely strong relationships with kids. And that is something that we as awesome teachers know that we can't put on the back burner. We know that we want to engage with students in this way, but sometimes we just need the help and the resources and the information and the energy to do that. And that's what I hope you have found in this episode. I hope that after hearing this, you are so excited to put your car in park because you're listening to it and write these ideas down or or maybe go to one of the links that I mentioned and you're just like, this is perfect. This is what I've been looking for. I hope that because that's the exact purpose of this podcast. I hope you're pumped to try these. And if you try these with your students, I want to know about it. Will you tag me on Instagram or Facebook so I can connect with you individually? Will you shoot me a DM so I know that you have attempted one of these ideas from this teacher life and that you are crushing it with your students in a dynamic way during your SEL time? I want to thank you for being in education. I want to thank you for being the type of educator who even clicks on this link and says, I want to listen to an entire episode about SEL. I think that says a lot about you as a teacher, and I'm pumped to be doing life with you. So once again, thank you for being here. I hope you click subscribe because these ideas, this motivation, this energy comes out every single week in the form of a free podcast right here. So hope to see you next week, and thank you so much for living this teacher life.